And once I got back to work, I was kind of a changed person because my priorities have come into sharp, sharp focus. I needed to act differently. I needed to be a different person because I wanted to make a difference in the world. I wanted to really help people and I wanted to do it leveraging what I already knew. And so I came back into the management development field with a vengeance and started teaching leadership courses and learning how to teach different management development skills and really focused on that. Welcome to Management Development Unlocked, where you will learn how to nurture a world-class management team. And now your host, Eric Gerard. Hello, welcome back. I am glad that you are here. I want to ask you to do a couple of things before we get started. The first is, if you're getting value from this series, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And then also head to GerardTrainingSolutions.com and pick up my ebook, which is Advice for a New Manager. Fantastic resource that I'm giving away for folks who come to my website. Okay, commercial over. A lot of folks ask why and how I got into learning and development. And they want to know what what really propelled me to create this business. So I thought I would use this episode to talk about that. First, let's talk about why learning and development. This goes back to my childhood, actually. I was a Boy Scout from about age 12 until 18, where I was actively in the Boy Scouts. And then I kept on participating in the Boy Scouts as a leader into my adulthood. And so I worked at a Boy Scout camp up in the Sierras of California, and I used to work on the waterfront. So that's where all the water, the aquatics activities would happen. And my favorite thing to do was to teach kids how to swim, row a boat, paddle a canoe, anything in, on, under the water. I loved to teach it. And my favorite thing was to see the light bulbs pop over these kids' heads when they go from, oops, I can't, I can't get the canoe to turn to, ah, I can make the canoe do whatever I want. I remember this one time I was working with this kid who was so frustrated, could not make the the canoe pivot. There was this one move where you're in the canoe by yourself, kneeling in the center, and you're supposed to be able to competently navigate this thing wherever you want it to go, including turning it on a dime. And this is a pretty little kid. He was probably 11, and he was having trouble manhandling this this big canoe. So I worked with him and worked with him and finally said, you know what? Because he was getting really frustrated. And I finally said, you know what? It's not going to kill you if you don't get this merit badge. It's just a merit badge. It's not the end of the world. Why don't you cool off and we'll pick it up tomorrow? So he came back the next day and I suspect he had somebody sneak him down to the waterfront and practice because he got in that canoe and he nailed it. He just absolutely executed every move perfectly. And he was so proud. And I was proud because I had helped in that. I, I don't think I was alone. I think it takes a village to help people do things. And I just remember how happy this kid was that he had mastered making a canoe go where he wanted it to go. Anything, anything he wanted it to do, he could do. And he was really proud of that. And so that's where I got the spark where I'm like, I really like teaching. I really enjoy this. So I went to, I went to school. I went to California State University, Sacramento, and enrolled in, in a major in communications. And focused on organizational communication and was trying to figure out, well, what am I going to do for work? And I saw a flyer, I think, for the American Society for Training and Development. They had a student chapter and there was an informational session where you could come and just learn about it. And I did. And I walked in this room and I'm like, these are my people. These are all people who like teaching and helping people learn new skills. 
So I got involved in the student chapter and really enjoyed it. And as soon as I graduated, I started looking for jobs in San Francisco, which is where I decided that's where I wanted to work. I started looking for jobs in San Francisco to do learning and development. And this is back in 1992. And the economy was not great then. And I was having trouble finding a job, but I lucked out. A little computer training company took a gamble on me and hired me. And I taught people how to use computers, how to use Macs, how to use Windows. Back when Windows was new, actually, this is when mice were new. People were transitioning from WordPerfect for DOS into Windows and into the Mac platform. And I was teaching people how to correctly hold a mouse. And I did that for a couple of years, decided, well, you know, I love teaching, but I don't like being on this hamster wheel of always having to learn the latest and greatest version of Microsoft Word. It was, that was pretty dull. So I went to Arizona State University and got a master's in intercultural training. So again, communication and again, training combined. And, but this time with a focus on helping people work more effectively across cultures and that was really interesting. And while I was going through that program, a friend invited me to visit him in Japan while he was working there. So I, I went and visited Byron in Japan. And many things happened that are actually appropriate for a different episode. And I just came back fired up going, yep, this is, this is what I need to be doing. So I finished my degree and wound up working in Australia for a couple of years in human resources development. And also did a little bit of IT training as well. So that was that was where I got my start. Came back from Australia after a couple of years and eventually landed in Silicon Valley and started out doing new hire training, teaching people about the company that they had joined. I, I joined a company at the top of the dot-com boom. At, I, I joined Veritas Software December of 1999, right at the top of the bubble. And everybody was just, you know, starry-eyed and sure that they were going to get rich. You know, their stock options were going to split and double and triple and go to the moon and they were going to be rich, rich, rich. And I was teaching new hires, okay, you've joined Veritas. This is what the company does. This is how it works. And eventually went from new hire training to employee training and then got into management development. And that was like, aha, this is what I like. So I was really starting to enjoy that. And then... Boom, I got cancer. I got testicular cancer that had metastasized all over my body. It went to my esophagus. The only difference between me and Lance Armstrong was that Lance's went to his brain. Mine was caught before it got that, that far north. But I went through some very, very nasty chemo. I had two major surgeries and a long road to recovery. And once I got back to work, I was, I was kind of a changed person because my priorities have come in, had come into sharp, sharp focus. I needed to to act differently. I needed to be a different person because I wanted to make a difference in the world. I wanted to really help people and I wanted to to do it, you know, leveraging what I already knew. And so I came back into the management development field with a with a vengeance and started teaching leadership courses and learning how to teach different management development skills and really focused on that. So I bounced around Silicon Valley ultimately for 20 years. In a variety of places, I spent three years at Apple, for example. I was at Applied Materials. My last in-house gig was at a company called Nutanix. And when I came to the Seattle area, which is where I am now, move, moving from the Bay Area to the Seattle area, I started a job search. I really did. I thought I was going to go back in-house and probably wind up working in Seattle and having to commute across the sound. 
And my heart just wasn't in a job search. I thought, man, this, this just isn't really it for me. So I thought, well, wait a minute. I've been in learning and development 30 years. I've got 20 years of management development experience, and I know a ton of people. I can start my own business and like be successful. So that's what led me to create Gerard Training Solutions was the fact that I had all this experience. I had this passion to really help people and make people's lives better, specifically in the area of management development, helping managers pivot, make that that pivotal transition from being a great individual contributor to being a great people manager and avoiding all the missteps and mistakes that, that new managers often make. Because think about it. Think of an engineer. You've got a great top talent engineer. They're awesome. They're the best engineer in the, in the team. And their manager says, I'm going to promote you. And you're going to be a supervisor. You're going to lead the team. Well, there's a book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And that's exactly what that engineer will experience unless they get some training toot sweet. Just because they're a great engineer does not mean they're going to be a great manager. It's two entirely different skill sets. And you need to move away from being the one doing the job and being accountable for your own actions. And you need to move toward enabling other people to do work. And your job is to kind of orchestrate the symphony and make sure that folks get work done while you make sure it all happens. And then you have your part to play as well. But it's, it's a huge mindset shift. So what I teach in my classes is the first thing that we teach is empathy first. You've got to bring empathy. And then we, we teach making the transition and making that mindset shift. And then we go into things like, how do you set goals? How do you coach? How do you provide feedback? How do you do performance management? All that blocking and tackling you need to know as a manager. But the first one of the first things you have to be able to do is make the transition and move your head from I am a great doer to I am a great orchestra conductor. And that'll really help. So I just thought that I would I would spend a few minutes explaining, you know, what's my why? Why am I doing this? And, you know, it, it goes way back into my childhood. It goes to a pivotal, pivotal experience where I, I had cancer and almost died and thought, you know what, what I'm going to do with my remaining time on this planet is help people. And I have a niche. I have a way I can help people. I can help managers, help people become great managers. And then once they are managers, I can help them be great managers so that they enable their employees to do great things so that their companies do great things. And who knows what could happen? You know, we could have a cure for cancer coming out of this, where you've got a great manager who runs a great team and they're enabled and they're fired up and they have the resources they need and they find the cure for cancer. That that could be a thing. You just never know. So that's my why. I would love to hear what your why is. So I'd love for you to comment and tell me, why do you do what you do? Why are you listening to this podcast? Why are you trying to improve yourself? What's, what's in it for you? And what ding do you want to put in the universe to borrow from Steve Jobs? Anyway, that's it for this short episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, please subscribe. Follow me on LinkedIn. Please hit my website, GerardTrainingSolutions.com and grab the 20-page ebook. It will tell you a little bit about what we do and provide, provide you some excellent context and content. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Management Development Unlocked. Want more? Get a ton of insider tips and tools at GerardTrainingSolutions.com.